0: And Bonds, hook for right.
1: Curry, one-on-one, Irving, puts it up, it's good, Tyree Irving from downtown! Bro.
0: We're sending it in, Jerome, that's what Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to the Top Room Sports Podcast, I am your host Jordan, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, Lats, joined with my man, Swerving, Irving Washington, how you doing tonight?
1: Chilling, chilling, just ate dinner, but talk talked some good old football. What'd you have for dinner? Chipotle? Oh. Nah, Buffalo Wild Wings, Chipotle. Hey, what, what flavor wings you get? I got Caribbean Jerk, uh, the Nashville Hot, and the Mango habanero. Uh, Bone-in or bone-out? Bone-in. I'm not really a boneless type of guy.
0: I feel it. I feel it. I <laughs> haven't had the Caribbean Jerk. Dude, when when I was in the Bay, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch UFC with Ben, and we got like five flavors of wings And the dude messed up and gave us, like, none of the wings we ordered. But we were, like, (laughs) we were so hungry. We were just, like, fuck it, dude. Like, we're just going to eat them
1: anyways. Uh, Oh, yeah. That
0: Caribbean jerk sounds good, man. Yeah, the Caribbean
1: "Caribbean jerk jerk." was actually good. I was trying to try to flame it hot. It had a flame hot Dorito flavor, but it's gone now. It was, like, uh, seasonal. Dude, that sounds like too much, bro. I know, but I just wanted to try it.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Um, We got a dope show on deck. We're going to be talking about ESPN's recent top 10 quarterback list, which they came out with today. I think um, for the most part, they kind of got it right, but I think we both have some differences there. And uh, and then we're also going to be talking about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. We haven't been on since the news broke, so um, we're going to react to it today. Kind of talk about the future of college football, college sports, college athletics, and and where it's going. Um, And then we do have our Mountain West preview on Wednesday night, 930. You're definitely going to want to tune into that. We're going to be breaking down the win totals over-unders for all the Mountain West teams and just getting a solid handicap. And I have to mention... We are being brought to you by Tavoward. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPRIN for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door.
1: Let's go, y'all!
0: So let's hop right into it, Irv. Let's talk about the Big Ten in in USC and UCLA. So this, this came out of nowhere, bro. Like, absolutely nowhere, you know. Um... I honestly thought the Pac-12 was gonna was gonna end up growing. I know Larry Scott like really fucked shit up, dude, and I think everybody's in agreement on that. Um, but what's what's your thoughts? Because I don't I don't think either of us saw USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, if, honestly, I thought they would go independent if they were to ever leave the Pac-12. But it makes sense because USC has a historical. Um, Rivalry with all of the top dogs in the well, the top four teams in the, uh, the Big Ten, which is Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and uh, uh, – slip in my mind. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. What's the fourth? I can't think of the fourth one. But anyway, they have a historical rivalry. They played most of these teams with the Big Dogs regular season rose bowl mm-hmm. some of those didn't even impact the national championship uh standings last time we played Ohio State we got our ass kicked but that was under uh Lane Clay so we don't bring that up no more but yeah. it makes financial sense USC was pretty much getting left behind when you got a school like Vanderbilt and SEC getting 60 some odd 70 some odd million just off media rights per year and USC only getting 38 USC can't survive like that and On top of that, USC owns, I think when I looked at the thing, they own 50 to 55% of the whole market for the Pac-12, and that's just L.A., so USC, UCLA, and they're splitting the same amount of money with Washington State, Oregon State, and uh, basically schools that have no media presence market at all. So Mike Bone looked at it. The higher-ups looked at it. USC, if they want new facilities, if they want to keep ushering in the big-time money, like these top-notch programs like Bama and Ohio State and the uh, the Clemsons of the world. Yeah. They had to upgrade, and they had to join a conference. Plus, this is the future of college football. It's getting there. I think five, ten years from now, it might not be an NCAA no more. It's going to be two super conferences governed by the universities and their chancellors and their presidents. They might hire a commissioner to oversee or mediate, but it might end up being like an AFC and NFC, and you have like a top 40, top 50 in college football, and it's, that's how it's going to break down. Of course, you still have you'll have lower divisions where they could come up and still be an still be a FBS team. that probably get to challenge one of the big dogs every now and then, but as far as like revenue and media rights, that's what's driving the future of college football.
0: Yep. Uh, You know, you you and I have talked about this off the show, uh, you know, quite often. I mean, I've thought for a while that we were heading towards at least at minimum four major conferences. Right. And now with the TV deals running up in two years, it's looking more like it's going to be like three, maybe three conferences, you know, Fox, CBS and ESPN. And, uh, you know, they're going to have the rights to those conferences.
1: And the biggest well, – what the biggest fish left out there now is Notre Dame. Um, all points and all, you know, common sense would make you think they're going to join the Big Ten, which they should have done a long time ago because that's where smack dab, that's where they're at. Yeah. They're in Big Ten country. But for some reason they have this weird loose relationship with the ACC. Well, all actually all their sports – Besides football, already in the ACC, so yeah. they're going to have to find a way to get out of that deal if they do decide to go to another conference. But well, it's looking like they're trying to terminate
0: the ACC yeah. deal with ESPN right now,
1: yeah, because that thing runs till 2036, and that's a horrible deal, yeah. So I think once they decide where they're going, then we have a lot more, um, we have a lot more clarity on how everything's going to shake out because. That's when the SEC is probably going to try to go grab Miami, Clemson, and Florida State. Yeah, but right now the SEC they saying they're staying at sixteen teams, but that's only for now. Within the next two years, all that's going to change.
0: Yep, no, I agree. You know, when the when the news first broke, I was kind of like, as a purist, I was kind of like, man, I was a little bummed, dude, because you know we we have a over a hundred year rivalry with Stanford,
1: right? And- well, the thing is, uh, some people think that Stanford might. But it's up to them, though. Now, this is gonna where we're going to realize is, does Stanford really care about football or they just want to focus on their academics and just have a football team? Because Stanford and Cal is in a pretty significant market. It's, it's Northern California, so it's California. It's definitely a viable market. Yeah. They can add, they will add, Um, they will add a lot to the Big Ten as far as research-wise, and Stanford has, what, a $40 billion endowment, so is basically ivy west so this it all i think it all depends on what the california schools want to do because if they're open to moving to the big 10 usc and ucla holds enough power to add to tell the big 10 like we want stanford we want cal and the big 10 come along with us now it is gonna have ramifications for um the rose bowl because traditionally the rose bowl is a pac-10 the pac-12 champion versus the big 10 champion yep. of course those two teams is not going to the playoffs so I think the Rose Bowl is finally gonna have to, you know, open up and like become more modern. I know they won't; they don't like it being not being on the January first. But I think it might have to be either it's gonna be early in the morning on January first, or they're gonna have to move off that day completely because the college football playoff wants those games on the first. They just keep doing them on New Year's Eve because well,
0: they should use the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl every year as a college football playoff game. And if it, goes to, it to be. if it goes to six teams, then it definitely will be one of the yeah. spots for a college football playoff. But, I mean, the Rose Bowl is just, I mean, dude, how many yeah, years? Really- like 120 years or something like that? Like <laughs> You,
1: can't, you just, can't give it to the granddaddy of a mom. Yeah,
0: it's just the historical significance of the Rose Bowl. And that was kind of like why I was upset about, you know, USC leaving the Pac-12 at first was because there is a lot of history there with the original Pac-8 and, you know, playing the Rose Bowl pack winner versus the big 10 winner i mean that's that's why i grew up watching and shit so
1: yeah but you also the pushback to that to listen to colin cowherd a lot lately and like you said college football has became super regional so it's the sec the big 10 acc out west we're we're watered down the pack 12 after dark and those most of those games come on 7 7 30 o'clock sometimes 8 30 at love night it, dude and I love and, it. No, and nobody's back east is watching none of those games. I so.
0: guarantee the, be, the, the degenerates are. <laughs> and New York just I, made $8 billion on sports gambling last month, dude. I'm telling you, like, oh, the, the way the cool. sports gambling world is going, like, dudes will literally watch every game that, that is available to them if they can make a bet on it, dude, and they have something to sweat out. So I, I think that there was a viable route for USC to still be in the Pac-12, but Larry Scott really fucked shit up, dude. And it's I,
1: spending his yeah it was, it was. And I don't think it's, I, I don't it. think it's
0: easy to recover from, dude. And I think USC saw the writing on the wall, especially with I mean who else are they going to get? Like everyone's already gone. They go get Notre Dame, okay, and then who? You know what I mean? Like, there's no other big programs for them to go grab. Because originally the talk yeah. was that they were going to get Oklahoma and Texas. This was, like, seven
1: years ago. Yeah, right? 20, like 2011, 2012. And then, and then uh,
0: Texas, Oklahoma, go to the SEC. There's no hope for the Pac-12 at that point, you know? Yeah,
1: because the only media market that they have that's pretty viable is L.A. Yep, in the Bay Area, and Seattle. Bay Area, in Seattle, but... You know, Washington ain't been a major factor like that, especially since the nineties. They had a good run with uh, Peterson, but what did they really accomplish besides making it to the playoff? Yeah. So it's all about it's all about the media market. Even if USC fans haven't been attending games like that, it's not about fans. It's not about how much you win. That plays a part, but at the end of the day, this new world of college football is all about media markets and how much power you have in that market that you hold and. Even UCLA, they haven't been good. For, I don't know how long. But well, they, yeah. they, the Big Ten wants
0: them for basketball.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big Ten wants them for basketball, and they're not getting USC without getting UCLA. So they just—that's the compromise they had to make. It's—it does suck to lose some of the tradition and the rivalry, and you know, playing Oregon and hearing their fans talk every two to four years. But <laughs> you know, I like the fact that USC, you know gave the a big middle finger to everybody else and showed everybody who's top dog. That's true.
0: Um, how do you think this plays out for the, the big 10 and like, how do you see USC and UCLA faring in, um, in football with like noon kickoffs and
1: obviously well, the right. weather. Yeah. Of course, I think the weather thing is overrated because I people see. like USC ain't played in snow and rain and freezing weather at altitude in Utah and, uh, Boulder, and uh, raining Washington in Seattle, State. Oregon State get pretty cold, especially when it's foggy and rainy up there. So I think the the biggest thing is going to be getting used to the travel because, you know, they have those 9 a.m. kickoffs, those, those 12, well, you know, noon kickoffs. So right, noon that's kick probably something have to get used to. Well, being in the Big Ten West, because they probably going to have to make the trip to Ohio State and Penn State probably every two to four years. They're not going to be playing each other every year. So right. they're probably – play Michigan, Michigan State one year, then the next year they'll play Penn State and Ohio State. It'll be, you know, it'll switch off. But I feel like as long as they got Lincoln Riley and they recruit and they stay at the level, I think they're going to be at – they're going to be all right because a year from now, two years from now, the only team that might be able to stay on the field with us, athlete for athlete, is probably going to be Ohio State.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I thought people were definitely overreacting to the weather and stuff. And I, the, I, my biggest concern was the – the fucking noon kickoff dude like that was the one because like doing that once a year is one thing when you got to do that every other weekend like that can be taxing dude like you know what i mean but i think they'll be all right i think usc will be just fine um and i think both usc and ucla in in basketball will be fine the interesting sport for me is gonna be baseball because (laughs) in the midwest dude you know (laughs) usc and ucla start playing college baseball in february obviously and you know, the weather is perfectly fine, but in the Midwest, dude, I mean, Notre Dame, for example, they play in the Midwest. Yeah. They start their season, the first six weeks of the season, they, they play on the road. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's going to be, that's going to be an interesting sport, dude, to to see. And, and college baseball is growing, dude. It, it's a growing sport. Um, yeah,
1: and the Olympic, the Olympic sports are probably going to be held on, like, neutral ground, you know, the – the p is the travel schedule for everyone, yeah. and then and I, the more I think about it too, even with the weather thing, USC, the Big Ten usually wraps up their what their season third week of November, second third week of November. Yeah, so if it's it barely come snowed to,
0: maybe one time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and when, more often than not, USC probably going to be at home for those later in the later in the year games. So they might have to go on roll road every once in a while in November to play in the snow. But it's football. Nobody yep. cares about the weather. You strap up and you go do what you do.
0: Yep. Big facts, dude. Absolutely big facts. Looking forward to it. It's not going to happen until 2024. Um, USC is still going to be in the Pac-12 for the next two seasons.
1: But yeah, So Pac-12 bums, enjoy um, Big Daddy. And, and after this, y'all have yeah, yo, good luck in the Big 12, Mountain West. For whatever. some reason,
0: dude, I still think Oregon ends, ends up in the Big Ten, dude.
1: They not USC don't want them in the Big Ten from reports coming out. And then on top of that, they keep bringing up Phil Knight, like he really can save their program. Like, okay, if that's the case, Phil, Phil Knight and all his silver could take y'all to the uh, SEC and do what y'all do.
0: Maybe, I mean, who knows? But I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing like the Big Ten, unless they somehow get Notre Dame, um, Stanford. Well, right now, they
1: well, it came out and said it. They only, they only were right now. They only want Notre Dame. After that. They said they'll revisit um, uh adding or subtracting after they after they get Notre Dame. So nothing's gonna set in stone until Notre Dame. But uh Pete Damo did say big uh Washington, Oregon reached out to the Big Ten and the Big Ten said no. So Jesus. That's crazy.
0: Oh, well, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. For yeah, sure.
1: I think mud, like the mountain schools are going to join the Big 12. I wouldn't mind Oregon and Washington joining the Big 10 with us because that'll mean we had a less on our travels back east on the road because we're probably playing them every year home or away. So, it don't matter. Like It's just their markets don't move, don't shake. Well, Seattle is a good market. Uh, that'll be a good add to the Big 10, but Agreed. Oregon went out to ride their cartels because what's in Eugene besides that campus
0: yeah I mean it's nothing but I still think that like Oregon does provide some kind of value because I do think that they're not like a national brand per se Irv, but I mean like they're still recognized yeah. on a national level because of how good they have been recently right so yeah. I think they do provide a va- some kind of value
1: um, yeah as far as athletics go but it's that's not what it's based upon. It's based on your media market, and if your media market isn't holding any sway, you're not gonna have you're not gonna have that much of an impact or say so where you land because they can end up in the Big Twelve, they can end up in the Big Ten, they can end up in the SEC. Yeah, it just depends on how it just depends on how these conferences want to realign and who they actually want in their conferences because outside of Nike and their uniforms. They have been a good team the last decade, but that's those conferences don't really care. USC and UCLA is pushing that next media rights deal for the Big Ten over a billion dollars. So yeah, down there two billion. So no, I agree. That's what it's all about. Sorry, I was trying to put a
0: live bet in on this <laughs> Giants game real quick. <laughs> put a live bet real quick. So um. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting going forward. I'm very much looking forward to it, and I think it's I don't think it's gonna do much per se for and like it's a sense of handicapping games going forward. But do you think that maybe some Pac-12 programs could look at USC and want to beat the shit out of them because they resent them for this move?
1: Yeah, for the next two years they're gonna do the best they can, but it's not gonna work out well. We got Lincoln Riley now. Now, Clay Helton was still our coach, and I think like, damn, why is we moving to the big team? We probably won't even win the Pac-12. But <laughs> it's a new day. You got Lincoln Riley. You got a proven top five head coach.
0: Well, I feel like the one thing I feel like even the one thing that uh, Clay Helton did do in a sense is he managed to like be good enough to make Pac-12 title games, though. <laughs>
1: You know what I mean? well, it Well, that don't really matter. If you make him Pac 12 games and losing to the teams we was losing to, that don't make us look good. No, no, Man, no. remember that game with Christian McCaffrey? look like the white Reggie Bush against us? Man, that was, that, that was horrible. Dude,
0: there's so, so many frustrating games in the Clay Helton area, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, so is I'm just I'm happy that dudes moved on. Shout out to Georgia Southern Georgia Southern. Hopefully he could uh see the head coach there? Yeah, he's the head coach there now, so hopefully he could do some good things for them. He he maxed out at USC, and we got the guy that nobody thought that we was going to get. Nice.
0: That's true. I didn't think we were going to get him. That was a fucking shocker to me, baby. But <laughs> I'll take it. All right, let's hop into this top 10 quarterback list um, that came out on ESPN today. So this is a uh, ranking that was done so by 50 NFL executives and the more mm-hmm. scouts. Um, So they came up with a list of the top 10. I'll, I'll go from 10 to 1, and then we'll react to it. Number 10, Dak Prescott. Number 9, Deshaun Watson. Number 8, Russell Wilson. Number 7, Justin Herbert. Number 6, Matthew Stafford. Number 5, Joe Burrow. Number 4, Tom Brady. Number 3, Josh Allen. Number 2, Patrick Mahomes. And number 1, Aaron Rodgers. What's your thoughts on this on this top uh top ten ranking?
1: It's a solid list. You know, you can nitpick. I I actually think um Herbert should be a little higher. They just I'm pretty sure they're just basing it off last year. So um where's Josh Allen at? Four. Josh Allen's number three. Oh, he's number three? Okay. I would put him number honestly, I think he's like number two. Well, Rogers is a back-to-back MVP, so I see why he's one. Yep, my homeboy is probably the best quarterback in the league. I'll probably my personal list. He would be number one. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a debatable list, but they pretty much got the hit the nail on the head. Um, I don't know why Lamar Jackson's not in the top ten though. I think that that's a kind of like a snub because I'll definitely take Lamar over Dak right now. Well, Dak might not even play. I think that's the
0: one that. Uh, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson shouldn't even be in there. But I also, I think as well, Dak, uh, like, I mean, personally, I would take a healthy Kyler Murray over Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, Kyler not in there too. Sheesh.
0: You know, and I would take Lamar Jackson over Dak Prescott as well. And I would take him over Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson hasn't played in a year and he might not play this year, so.
1: I don't think think he's playing this year because – by they, default, he
0: shouldn't be in there.
1: <laughs> the NFLPA uh, suggested eight. That got rejected by Yeah, it's going to be a year at least, minimum. So it's going to be at least 10 games to a year.
0: I don't think he plays this year, dude, at all. Yeah, I don't think
1: he plays this year either. So I don't know why he's in the top. So we should probably take him out the top 10. That's what and I'm I'll, sure, and I'm I'll sure. definitely put Kyler in there. And I would like Lamar over Dak Prescott. Do you that have an would be issue my with Burrow team. being
0: at five.
1: Yeah, I got an issue with that because that's basically off a one year wonder. Because if that's the case, well, I mean, he was great as a rookie
0: too till he got hurt.
1: Yeah, he was doing good, but bro, he's a good quarterback. He's he's borderline elite. If you take out Rodgers and Brady because they're pretty much the old guard, their careers are then dwindling down, but they're going to be up there because they're playing at a high level and they've been doing it for a really long time yeah. but honestly i like i like herbert a little bit more than joe burrow honestly as far as like physical tools and how they play but i don't know burrow's just cold as ice he's clutch and josh herbert has to so prove he nice. can win close games. game so i see why they put burrow at five my boy russell wilson he had a down year last year injuries terrible o-line so He has something to prove to scouts that he can still be a top five, four. He may may be out of the
0: top 10 midseason, bro.
1: Yeah, I know. So he does have, he does got to have a good year. So, you know, plus the jury, people think he's about to decline. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, they got the young guns up there. They're showing him some love. I can't get mad at that. Honestly, I wouldn't have Bro F5. I'll have Herbert at, uh, I'll probably put Herbert Herbert at five. Oh, hold, on, hold
0: on. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Who would you put at number ten? Uh, Lamar. Oh, I want to write this down. All right, you're going Lamar Jackson.
1: Number nine. No way. I'll put Dak at ten. Lamar at nine. Kyler at eight. Hold on.
0: Dak eight, 10 Mm-hmm. Kyler at nine.
1: Lamar at nine. Lamar at nine. Kyler at eight. Kyler at eight. Alright. Uh seven, I'll go with. I'll put Russell Wilson at seven.
0: Alright. Hold well, on. Let me do my let me do my first four too. And then we'll go next three, and then we'll both do one, or the last two. Uh, so ten, I'm going Lamar Jackson. Uh, number nine, I'm gonna go Russell Russell Wilson. Number eight, I'm gonna go Kyler. And number seven, I think I just fucked up, dude, on my numbers. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Dak at ten, and then I'm gonna shift everything down.
1: Okay.
0: So I'm going Dak, Lamar, just like you, except I'm switching Kyler and Russell Wilson. All
1: right.
0: And then who do you have number six?
1: Number six, I'll put. Oh man, it's kind of tough. He just he gave he took a seat my way to the Super Bowl, man. So I gotta put uh. I'll put Herbert at six, even though I like Herbert more than Joe Burrow personally. But I'll put Herbert at six. All right. I'll put um, five. I'll put Brady. He's still doing it at a high level. He's the goat. He is. So I'll put him at five. Uh, that was five, right? Yeah. No. Okay, Brady at five. No wait. If I put Herbert at seven. I put Joe Burrow at 6, right?
0: You have Herbert, then you have Burrow, and then you have Brady. Six. So you have Dak at 10, Lamar at 9, Kyler at 8, Russell at 7, Herbert at 6, Burrow at 5, Brady at 4.
1: Okay. 3. I'm putting my boy Matthew Stafford. Why? 'Cause he's proved he's elite. He can he took he left the lame duck the lions. First year he takes the Rams to a Super Bowl and he wins it. And he did it with probably the worst wide receiver I ever saw in my life on the field. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> only
0: for like one game though, dude. It don't
1: matter. It just Cooper Cup. And it really he was is. Down to And he was down to, like, his fourth string tight end. Odell Beckham got hurt.
0: It was bad until the last drive, dude. Honestly, it was not good. Once (laughs) once Odell went down, dude, it it was nasty sledding for them for a while, dude. So,
1: so, um, this is my personal top ten. Of course, we all know Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are two of the best. But I'm going to leave one off, even though we both know they are top four, top five quarterbacks still at this moment. Um, so right now I got Stafford at what three? You got Stafford at three. Okay, and for the last two, you go Josh Allen and my homeboy.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm not opposed to uh, to Josh Allen being number
1: two at all, dude. Yeah, I no, think after that playoff after that playoff run and how he started and what he is now, you would have never thought he was going to be this good. So.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. his first season, bro, he was so bad, dog. I was like, this dude don't even look like he belongs in the NFL. And then his second year wasn't much better. Third year, a hell of a lot better. But he was still, like, he he threw to his right a ton, and he wasn't accurate when he threw any, any way else. Like, wasn't accurate from from the pocket. They really got him out, you know, running the ball more. And then last year, I thought he became such an improved passer, dude. Like... There's no way anybody could say that this kid is not top three in the league right now, bro. Yeah, all. he's
1: top three, top five in his sleep. If he could find a way to beat my homeboy, one of these years, I he mean, could be right might, there with him.
0: This might be the year, dude, because the Bills yeah. have a great team, dude.
1: His defense just got to stay healthy.
0: An absolutely great team,
1: and hopefully they stick with the run game more, man. Because if they could develop like a play action and make teams respect the run, that would make Josh Allen way more. You left –
0: dude, you left Aaron Rodgers off your list.
1: I know, but just my personal list. We all know Aaron Rodgers is a top two, top three quarterback. This is just my personal top ten list. I have no problem with the list that they put out for ESPN. Of course, you can still put Rodgers at one. He just got to win in the postseason, man, because his regular season and his postseason be looking like, is this the same quarterback?
0: Yeah, no, I thought that game against the San Francisco 49ers was ugly. And especially if you watch the film after, like he was literally only looking uh, at Devontae Adams, dude. Like he wasn't even looking anywhere else. Man, it was like two plays.
1: MVS was wide open and he didn't even look his way. I'm I'm revising
0: my top 10, Irvin. This is my top 10. So I'm taking Dak off. I'm going Lamar at number 10, Russell Wilson, number nine, Kyler, number eight, Stafford, number seven, Herbert, number six, Burrow, number five, Brady, number four, uh, Josh Allen, number three, Aaron Rodgers, number two, Patrick Mahomes, number one. That's my list. Yeah.
1: Well, of course, we got to have Rodgers and Brady in the top five. And so. I want to put
0: Zach Wilson up there just because he's dating his girl's mom,
1: dude. <laughs> you know, it was his teammate mom, right?
0: <laughs> oh, his oh, teammate's mom.
1: <laughs> that makes it. Yeah, no, his ex broke up with him and started dating his teammate. So he started dating his teammate's mom. Oh, dude, that's
0: epic. Dude, which teammate is this? Do we know?
1: Uh, his name is something. Milny Dan starts with a D. Danny Dan Dan Milny, whatever his name is. But uh, Zach Wilson is a cold character. Because that's, that's right down my alley. That's something I would do. That
0: is fucking great. shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, real one for that.
0: he's a legend, dude.
1: I was a fan of Zach Wilson. We, saw we broke down the draft. There was a the reason why. That's a
0: legend right there. Oh bro. man, I
1: saw they posted a meme on Twitter, they posted up Stiffer's mom, and then they had, Zach, they had Zach Wilson next to it. I was like, oh, man, that's funny. If you've seen American Pie, you know the reason why. Oh, yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised you've seen American Pie. Hmm? I'm surprised you've seen that movie
1: bro that's in like an american classic what <laughs> what kid my age did have watched american pie
0: oh dude such a great film dude have you seen them all seen them all the uh that's pretty they need to come out with a new one dude like the kids of them doing something i don't know they, they, they can figure
1: they could swing something
0: they gotta do something they gotta make it something happen man that's I was a great but, Yes.
1: People out there don't get crazy. Of course, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, both top five quarterbacks. People I'm are going to get crazy,
0: them. bro. They're going to be very upset that you left Aaron Rodgers off your I'm
1: top just, just going to take them two personally off my top tier list. But you put Brady both. on there? I did. Oh, well, I'm going to take Brady off then. I'm going to put somebody else in there because we all know how good those two are. You don't know, have to pretty rank them.
0: Are you going to put so, Derek Carr up there? What? Yeah, dude, Derek Carr—that's who you gotta put up there. No, nah. all right. There? Put if, Ryan, you, uh, if you take Brady and Rogers off, you have to put
1: somebody up there. Yeah, we'll put a Ryan, a Ryan Tannehill up there. <laughs> 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 um, oh
0: shit! I love it. I love it. If, Ryan I, took, if I took
1: those two off, I'll probably give Derek Carr honorable mention, but. Even if you take those two off, I think you still name ten quarterback. Well, Watson not playing, so damn he might. You might can put Derek Carr at ten.
0: Yeah, he might be the tenth best quarterback after all said and done. After all that shit. Yeah, if you get, if you get, I, mean, I honestly might three. take Jimmy Garoppolo over Derek Carr though before keeping it a hundred.
1: <laughs> if if you take those three off, which I'm just doing because I want to do a personal top ten, which they are top ten quarterbacks. If you take Watson off because we more than likely know he's getting suspended for the whole year. If you take Brady away, if you take uh, Aaron Rodgers away, yeah, you could sneak Derek Carr there at ten.
0: Shoot, I might take uh, Zach Wilson over Derek Carr. (laughs) It doesn't have to do with football.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I think Derek. I don't know, man. I don't think he's that. He's a better above average quarterback but he's not winning you know super bowl no nah. he's not winning he could probably max out if he's lucky everything can go your way he's, he's, he's the kind of quarterback
0: team. that needs everything around him to be great
1: yeah he would probably he could probably win you a division if everything goes great but he's not winning a championship at he's
0: all. like he's on that jimmy garoppolo tier where everything <laughs> has to go perfect or not perfect but i mean like he Everything has to go right. You, he can't win you seven games by himself, dude. You know what I mean. He can't win you six games by himself. He's got to have a lot go his way. It's got to yeah. be perfect situation. Brad Johnson well, we'll type shit. A lot
1: of people think he's. A lot of people think he's gonna have a great year. He's gonna lead the Raiders back to the playoffs, and they a challenge for the division. I'm betting against they're... it, dude. But I don't see it because that defense is still. I don't see it. Trash. Yeah, I don't but think... we'll see. Offense is going to score a lot of points. They're probably going to be in every game, but I don't see why a lot of people was picking the Raiders to be that good, honestly. O-line is – it improved, but the O-line is still terrible. Defense is still terrible. And for yep. some reason, maybe Josh McDaniels' show commits back to the run game, but they went away from the run game too much last year. Yep. No, I agree.
0: Absolutely agreed. Well, I mean, a big part of why they went against the run game, though, is because their offensive line stunk. That was a huge reason why. So – it's tough to run the ball when you can't when you can't get any push on the front. You know what I mean? It's tough.
1: We'll see. First game of the season, they got a pretty tough test. They got the Chargers, so that'll be a good barometer for them. I mean, they're all really tough. Yeah, two two really improved teams. If the well, the Raiders improved a lot on offense. I don't really know if they proved a lot on defense. There's some, it was some guys out there they could have got, but they didn't get them. Would have really helped their defense out. Yep. I don't know. The end talks when Dominic and Sue. We'll see what he got left in the tank or whatever back in happens. I uh, don't Did Stefan Gilmore sign with anybody?
0: Uh, yes, he signed with the um, oh my god, why is it slipping my mind right now, dude? He signed with somebody, dude.
1: Yeah, I thought that was gonna be him. Who, we'll see. Um, who definitely... yeah, if you take off the three that's in ESPN's list. You could definitely put Derek Carr in there. But if we just stick to the list that they provided us, then yeah. You
0: signed with the Colts.
1: Oh, okay. That's a nice pickup. That's so good nice pickup for the Colts. But um, yeah, so ESPN list is cool. Josh Allen at three. Brady's at what, four or five? Brady's at four. And Burrow's at at five.
0: Yeah, I thought they. I thought it was I didn't have any arguments with it really. I mean, like Yeah, it's pretty
1: accurate. The only one I would really flip on their list, I'll put Stafford over Burrow. I would take Burrow over Stafford. Well, of course, if you're looking at age, but I like I like Stafford. I always I always knew my boy was a real, was a real deal. Oh yeah, but it was like just, I he was always he better just stuck than in Detroit.
0: Yeah, he was be- always better than that. but I mean, uh, he's a top 10 quarterback. I'm not taking anything away like that from him, but I would definitely have Bur- rather have Burrow.
1: Well, they better start protecting that kid because if he keeps getting hit the way he was getting hit last year, we well, might they, we might not get to see him. They got Lionel year. Collins. They drafted uh, <laughs> the they
0: they drafted a couple linemen this year too. So
1: yeah, they signed Alex Kappa. They offensive line should be a lot better. Should be uh, much
0: more improved. We'll see.
1: Uh, we'll see. I just like staff. We got to give Stafford some credit. He just won a Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure he's gonna double back, double that up with another good year in LA. Uh, Do they repeat? I doubt it. They got a chance though. Yeah, but you just gotta give credit where credit is due. I gotta, I gotta put my boy Stafford top five, Burrow six, Herbert seven. Let's take Watson out because he ain't playing, and throw in uh, Lamar, Lamar and Kyler. I'll take Dak out and put Lamar and Kyler in that top ten. And Lamar is on a prove-it deal too So he got a ball out this year So he can get that contract I don't know why They haven't signed him to an extension yet But he hasn't got signed one yet Yeah so, I agree
0: Hell yeah man We got any best bets for tomorrow? You got any baseball best bets?
1: Uh, My best bet for tomorrow the
0: Dodgers playing the Cardinals I'll start with my best bet I'm going Washington Nationals minus 117 or minus 107 i'm sorry minus 107 minus 110 depending on where you get it and this is a direct shout out to our boy felipe because josiah gray is on the mound tomorrow my man has a 2.6 era since may 29th with a 10.67 k per nine he has been pitching elite fucking baseball and the washington nationals are playing the mariners against chris flexing chris flexing not as good on the road as he has been at home. The Mariners have been really good. I usually don't like fading teams that are winning on winning streaks. But we're going to take Josiah Gray tomorrow, baby. Washington Nationals. Let's go.
1: All right. My best bet, I'll take the Atlanta Braves against the Mets.
0: Braves Got against Steven the Mets. Strider, Steven Strider, Yeah,
1: Strider on the mound. Struck out 12 last start. Somehow somebody found a way to lose that game. But, um... I think yep.
0: Mr. Strider brings it home tomorrow. He's been pitching pretty damn his last week. Hell yeah. I like it. I want to go look at it real quick just to see what we got there. Uh, right now Atlanta minus 155 on the money line. Some heavy vig there. Drew Peterson on the hill. I like that. Strider's been fucking excellent. Back to back games. He struck out 11 or more batters by the way. Hmm talking about k per nine dude that guy has elite stuff i just wonder because he's a converted reliever that's where he started the year i just wonder if he's able to pitch the amount of innings that they need from a starter that's my biggest question mark about him it'll be interesting though thank you all for joining us thanks for hanging out We'll be back Wednesday. We're gonna be doing our Mountain West preview. You're definitely going to wanna to top into that. We'll be talking win total over-unders for every team in the Mountain West and other bets for that division, breaking them down team by team, to win total by win total. It's gonna to be some great shit. I've been I've been studying dark. And I got I like a couple teams out here in the Mountain West, dude. In the Mountain West, it's a good conference.
1: No state.
0: It's a good conference. Uh, Make sure to go to Devour.com or download the Devour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. For Swerving Urban Washington, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. We'll catch y'all later. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday.